0: Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. We are going to kind of take it from the top here in episode one and start with one of the most foundational questions, one of the first questions that comes up as we get to start walking alongside a family who has uh, recently received this news and begun to process the journey that lies ahead. And so the question is this, it is, how do I navigate all of these unknowns? I've received the diagnosis. I know that uh, my child will be born in due time. I also know that there is a wide range of outcomes that could come from my child's life and my time with them. And and for now, I kind of feel in this holding pattern and I sort of, I wait. And so why is this the question that we're going to tackle first?
1: Yeah, I think when um, families first reach out to us and they're explaining to us um, how their journey has looked so far, really what they're communicating to us um, without even, they don't know what the right questions are, but they're communicating to us that we're really struggling with this long what feels like a very long season of waiting and we have so many questions about what um, time is going to look like once our child is born and so many unknowns um, surrounding this season and so we really try to help them process and navigate that to the best of our ability and really try to listen to what they're saying and then be able to to offer advice.
0: And so why would you say why is this because I think it's fair to say that that mentally and emotionally, this season of pregnancy, of waiting in the unknowns, can be the most difficult part of the whole journey. And so why why do we have such a hard time in the in-between?
1: I think that our flesh um, fleshly response to life in general is control, you know, and we want to know um, and anticipate outcomes in our life and be able to plan accordingly, and this is a journey that doesn't allow for that. And we don't have control. And um, it's really, I think, especially in our Western world, I think one of the first times that people are often put in a place where they literally can't do anything to change their circumstances. And so um, as a human, that goes against our desires, you know? And so I think it um, lends itself to not really knowing what to do and how to navigate uh, what we're experiencing.
0: I think of, this is a silly example i think of like how frustrating just traffic is where it's like i have somewhere i'm trying to go on a certain timetable something around me is thwarting that and i feel angry i feel anxious i feel irritable and just translating that to matters of, of far deeper significance um yeah i rem- it's not hard to go back in our journey and, and to sit in that place of how difficult that is and just in our call it culture, call it whatever you human nature, you know, it is, um, I don't like feeling stuck, I don't like feeling helpless. And so with that, a, a follow up question that I'd ask you is, as as we reflect back and go back and place ourselves back in that place, um, were there any byproducts, any results from that season of waiting that you saw in our journey and in, in our personal lives?
1: Yeah, I think for us um, and what we've seen with other families is just that once we acknowledge and accept that lack of control, really the only thing left is to lean into the Lord and really depend on Him in a way that most of us really never have to um, because we do have such control over most aspects of our life. And so as believers, I think we really look back At that is like a gift and a way that the Lord used Abel's life to to teach us how to depend on the Lord in a way that we never would have if we hadn't walked through deep suffering. Abel taught us how to take life one day at a time and one hour at a time sometimes, and really depend on the Lord in in the way that I think He created us to, um, which is that He gives us manna one day at a time, and I think we just aren't going to embrace that unless we're really forced to. And so we really do see that as like a gift from the Lord through Abel's life.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the the manna reference to of just thinking of Exodus and the daily provision and even the Lord's prayer give us this day our daily bread. One step at a time. I'm not going to give you uh unfortunately as much as you would like it, you know, a, a week's worth in one fell swoop. I'm going to ask you to continue to come back with that posture of humility and dependence and and trust me and and that rubs against what we're used to, you know, in this day and age with smartphones and the internet, and the I can tangibly do so many things. And so paradoxically, our experience, I think we would say, is that it was through that recognition and that surrender that we actually ironically began to experience really relief and freedom and peace and joy. And uh, that was a sweet, um, not to sprint to a silver lining, but that was absolutely a redemptive aspect of that really difficult season of waiting. And so finally, um, what were things, just just tangibly, uh, with there's so much that we can't control, that we can't change, what were things that we did and that you've seen families do in the season of the waiting and the unknowns that, um, that can help parents continue to cherish and celebrate their child's life?
1: So I think um, one thing we have to acknowledge is in this season of waiting, there's this tension, um, which I hope that we'll get to talk about on a different episode, but of um, the, the joy and the sorrow because our child is alive today, um, but we also know that um, there's a time coming that is gonna be really challenging and, and that we will potentially lose our child sooner than any parent would anticipate. And so there's a, a tension in that. And, and so I think what we really tried to embrace um, was cherishing Abel's life um, one day at a time and really, celebrating his life, and so um, that was obviously for our benefit, not his, but you know um, we tried to make memories with him while he was alive in the womb, and so a lot of that looked like um, taking pictures at his you know first movie that we went to, or taking pictures the first time that he got to have. Ice cream, aka I got to have ice cream. Um, and so, just really, you know, celebrating the silly, mundane moments that were really um, ended up becoming really meaningful for us. And getting to look back on those uh, photos is a real gift and something that we um, look back on and get to, you know, laugh and smile about and remember uh, those times as a family. And so, um, what we would just encourage and do encourage families to do is really whatever that looks like for your family try to find out ways figure out ways to really celebrate and include your child um in the day-to-day tasks in life um even while they're still in the womb and obviously after they're born as well.
0: Yeah, and something and it's powerful because it's like it's photos that if you look at it and you have no context, it just looks like boring mundane photos. Why would somebody take a picture of that? Uh, But what we know as the parents is that was one of those moments where we were a family doing that together, and our child was still in the womb, but that we can look at those photos, and they're filled with meaning and significance, and it makes otherwise mundane moments uh, really special and really sacred. And so... Um, In conclusion for this first episode of navigating the unknowns and the season of waiting, we touched on just how uh, it's difficult because it grates against our desire to be in control and to have um, control over our circumstance, Um, that from that, however, when yielded, we found that there is freedom in surrender and, and a posture of dependence that we got to take even amidst our helplessness and that we saw that as as a good thing looking back and that finally it's possible not just to endure the season, but to really enjoy the season and to make memories with your child um, day by day. And so with that, you know, as we'll say frequently, as just the vision of our organization is that every parent can cherish their child's life and have hope even in the midst of sorrow. And so um, that can still be done in the waiting in the unknowns. And so um, that's what we would leave you with and and offer to you. And um, we'll see you next time as we tune back in uh, on the Able Speaks podcast. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis. And we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you are a parent in this circumstance, then by all means continue listening in. But we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno and Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.